back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. I'm Tyler, and as always, my co-host, Ryan. Hey, it's good to be... be oh, what, what is that? Is that a knife? What, Tyler, what are you going to do with that? No! Tyler, get away! Get away! Ah! Ah! It's me, Spooky Boy! <laughs> I'm back! And you can't keep me down! Let's get scary. <laughs> I love it. Not, That's good. That's a... <laughs> not not my best. Not my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, but since since you mentioned the whole knife thing, and of course we're talking about the Blair Witch Project, um, here's one of those fun facts that I always have for you is uh you know the chick who plays heather right heather donahue yes. in it yeah that's actually uh, her real name yeah it's actually her real name so when she was doing this she thought like in the back of her mind that this might actually be like a real life snuff film so during the time of her recording like she actually packed like a hunter knife on her and she kept it on her just in case like things went south and so are you serious yeah so she, she yeah, yeah wait, she, she didn't know how this was going to end uh no actually like how they did it is um and we're, we're jumping ahead of course oh by the and might as well because by the way guys we don't have any movie news every time i say we don't have movie news something major happens oh yeah so <laughs> if something it's... major happens just I, I don't know what to tell you man it's always like the day after we're done recording like something happens like, yeah, because we're yeah. we're ingrates and we yeah. don't really check I the think, internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the pa- the past couple times, like we record, and then the next thing, you know, a major MCU star dies, or Snyder gets finally the Snyder cut. So it's always something major <laughs> that happens. So um, apparently, we control movie news and how crucial it is because every time yeah. we miss it, something <laughs> big happens. So, but uh, yeah, uh, back to the Blair Witch Project with this. Yeah, um, they most of it was actually improv. So what they had did was they, of course, had sent them out there. They were actually a lot safer than what I thought they were going to be with these actors. So um, although they're pretending like, you know, they lost the map and all this stuff, the actors actually had GPS uh, guiding on them. And they also had radios on them, too, as well, where they could contact the directors and the writers and the the production crew in case they needed help. So, Mm. So that's something that, you know, they had. But when they were doing the production, uh, there would be like things waiting for them. Like there would be like milk crates of food and stuff waiting for them as they were entering into the woods. And sometimes they would have messages in there for select actors. So like, for example, um, with Josh, like, and spoiler warning too, I guess (laughs) with, with Josh, when he leaves, uh, he, the actor actually gets a note that says, get your things and leave in the middle of the night without anybody noticing that you're there. And so then there's other stuff like a note was in there for, I think Mike, where it says you're really angry at Heather and you're tired of following her, following her into the woods. And that's how they directed. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's actually that's how they actually did it. That's actually really awesome. That's yeah, really it cool. Is. Yeah, I know. And it's a bummer that of course, Nick's not here. Cause you know, he'd be able yeah. to, you know, crap on this all as much as he wanted, no, but man. I'll be standing here like, Hey, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> they did quite a bit of stuff that was really cool. So <laughs> he, he's actually, yeah, it's a little disappointing, but he was planning on just shitting on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, addressing the elephant in the room. Sorry, Nick, you can't be here, but I think uh, I think now your opinion is invalid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're not here to defend it, so he's going to yeah. be yelling at us the whole time. So yeah, you um, lose by default. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but that's just like one of the many things that they you know had did throughout you know this whole entire movie to kind of get things going with it. So um, and of course because you know Nick's not here, we'll kind of go into the numbers a little bit about it because this was. 
like the highest grossing independent movie, you know, for a really good while. Mm, and so mm. where it was about, I think 25, it, it's anywhere from like 25 to 30 grand that they made the movie. Um, wow. And, that's pretty low. Yeah. So it's like, and they had did like so many things to save stuff. Like they even returned the camera, you know, they got full credit. They got their entire money back when they returned the camera back to like radio shack or something. Or uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Circuit city. There you go. Practice circuit city. Yeah, um, yeah. They had, you know, borrowed stuff too. So they did it on a, like on a major budget. So it was about 25 to 30 grand that they had made it over on uh, IMDb. It's about 60 grand because when they had bought the rights to it, uh, artisan, I think actually shoveled out like a 1.1 million dollars to buy the rights to this as soon as it was premiering at like the independent festivals like Sundance. And so, and I think they added a little bit more money to it for like the marketing campaign. And that's why mm. you had more of the, uh, the more realism, I guess you could say with the advertising with, you know, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in quotes, you know, cause that, yeah, that, no. yeah. And, and I, we'll, I think it worked yeah. the whole guerrilla marketing and just word of mouth sort of feel it definitely worked. This is like the first of its type, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, f- I feel like this really defined the genre and really established new footing for movies like this. Yeah. So it, of course it's not the, uh, it's not the first, like first person, you know, kind of sort of, oh, yeah, yeah. it's, I it's not, that. yeah, it's, it was actually kind of the second, I think the first one was cannibal Holocaust. So this mm. was the second one, but this became like a huge thing. And this actually, uh, started the whole, you know, before, like when this movie came out, they then were called found footage films, you know, and of course you had yeah, Paranormal yeah. Activity, Cloverfield, uh, Quarantine. There's a couple, actually, there's a bunch of them that, you know, yeah, went yeah. those ways and, you know, the first person handheld stuff. So, but it's crazy how, you know, for really just no budget at all, indie filmmakers, this was their first time making it uh, with the directors. I'll have to look up their names again, but they met in uh, some in their film school down in Florida and so where it was 25 to 30 grand that they put into it, and it's probably another 30 grand from studios to do editing and do some certain reshots and stuff. But mm. it just ended up really crushing it numbers wise because it pulled in close to 250 million. And just to kind of give you a bit of a reference, you had Scream, which made 173 million and of course had a much, much bigger budget. Yeah, yeah. Scream 2 was 172 million. There was The Haunting, that one weird ghost movie with Owen Wilson and <laughs> Liam Neeson. You know, that yeah, did yeah, 100 I and, that one. Yeah, that did 117 million. I think that close, that was a pretty high cost too as well, maybe about 6 to 80 million to make. I'd have to look at it again. And so you have it where these bigger budget stuff, you know, like, yeah, they made a good amount of money, but they just got blown out of the water by the Blair Witch Project when it came out in 1999. And so, yeah, and, man, yeah. I, I'm pretty certain that the movie theaters were filled with high schoolers and college kids because I, I, I feel like this is marketed to them that, oh, look, documentary and stuff. It could potentially be re- uh, real. Um, you don't know what's really going on. And uh I don't know. I felt like when I was growing up and this movie was coming out, all the underground and the cool kids, they were like, oh, check out this underground footage of this uh, real witch that ends up killing these teens in the woods. And yeah, actually, it sounds like a snuff film. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) something a bunch of uh, weirdos would put out and my weird friends would be into it. But um, going back to it, the directors, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, we got to give them credit because this was pretty interesting. Like they had an idea, they had a thought. And 
the sheer fact of just doing this improv, it, it kind of seems like a game, right? It kind yeah. of seems like a game. You just give a bunch of teenagers a camera in the woods and then you just leave little notes for them to find. And then you, you have to find out who is like the killer, who yeah. is the traitor in all of this. Among <laughs> Us, yeah, it's the popular, yeah, yeah, the popular exactly. game right now. Yeah, this is just one <laughs> giant, this is one, you know, Among Us before Among Us was here. Yeah, who's so, the imposter? Um, I but, wasn't going to go there, Tyler, but... <laughs> You dated us. <laughs> yeah, I dated us. I'm sorry, but but uh just kind of, you know, back to most people liking this. I think it's it's aged pretty well and just kind of still in the numbers where like um for example, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting there. I won't make you guess like Nick. It's sitting there at 86% on the Rotten Tomatoes. So that's your critic score Which and is then not bad. Yeah, no, it and really it's isn't. No, and it's definitely not bad and then your audience score is at 56%. And even when I was like looking up this movie, like on uh, IMDb, because of course that is, that's been around forever. I, I always forget how long that's been out, but you can see reviews from when this movie came out, like in 99 and 2000. And generally people really liked this when it came out, you know, you yeah, had a lot yeah. of really good positive reviews from critic and audience, but now looking at it, you're just kind of like, okay, 56% audience. Yeah, that makes sense. I can understand why someone like today in 2020 is just like, this is not at all like you know scary but at the time people were really scared with this movie and i think even had some critics that were you know really scared and of course a lot of people thought it was real i still am blown yeah. away by that but no i well i think that's all in marketing i think they did a really good job just like with paranormal activity they they advertised it as home footage and all of that now from the outside looking in, you can say, oh, that's stupid. How could they have found this footage? And yeah, but when you're younger and like, again, in high yeah. school or in college or whatever, Even just you don't 1999, question it. you know, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, you don't question it. Those were the years of hot topic, man. Like literally <laughs> anyone who was anyone was clamoring for something that was oddball, something that was unhinged and off the wall something that was against the man like this was the time yeah for this that was movie. this was it you know you wore the the, st the hanging stick man figure you know yeah um, yeah but you know you, you listen to the insane clown posse like it was it was it was for those people yeah and also too like even with that marketing they had done a bunch of stuff to like you know kind of uh promote that they were dead or that they were there's a real thing because they had uh the state that they premiered in with their the first premiere they had put a bunch of missing poster signs of the three actors and they had even asked the three actors you know to lay low for a while to kind of live up to it and even on imdb at that time they listed the cast as deceased so on their profile on imdb it was as deceased and wow. then you had the websites that surrounded it too. And not to mention, like, I think there was two mockumentaries that came along with it, like Curse of the Blair Witch and then Shadow of the Blair Witch. And it mm. was just like leftover footage that they had, you know, on the cutting room floor. Because I think the first cut of this was going to be around two and a half hours. And they just brought it down significantly, you know, to that 90 minute mark. And so, um, but yeah, it's, it is crazy. Just, it was smart. It was innovative. Yeah. And they pulled it off, like, so many people went to go see it. I knew a lot of friends that just, they thought it was real. Uh, <laughs> so it, it tricked people. It definitely got them. Yeah. And definitely like you had a little bit of backlash after that. And kind of the same <laughs> with Paranormal Activity, I think when that came out, where you had a lot of people who really liked it. And then of course, 
but it, it's it's a fair criticism of just like well nothing happens and it's like you're right but aren't you excited like <laughs> i think the excitement in the movie especially for a new watcher that doesn't know what's going on it's the it's building an atmosphere it's building uh this sense of uh, like this alternate timeline where if this is real, then you're not safe. Like, it, yeah. of course, nothing happens in the movie, but it's very cerebral. It gets in your mind to make you think that, oh, something is out in the woods. And when it decides to, it could leave the woods or it could bring me into the woods and then I could suffer the same fate as these kids. Yeah. And there's a lot of lore around this, too, because you have, of course, this The Blair Witch Project. And then you had uh, Book of Shadows, the Blair Witch 2, which was immediately like a year afterwards where Artisan was just like, (laughs) give us a sequel and give it to us now. Uh, The directors originally wanted to do a prequel instead of a sequel, but Artisan, for whatever reason, they really wanted a sequel. And Mm. um, I'm a a fan of the franchise. I like the lore behind it, but everyone knows like who's a fan of the franchise of the Book of Shadows was one that just got botched by like the producers where people were just stepping in and it literally changed you know, the director's version of it. And then you had Blair Witch, which came out in 2016 and add a little bit more, but did not touch Book of Shadows. They're just like, no, that's in its own separate weird thing. <laughs> and so, but there's, and even then there's, uh, I think some comic books too as well. And then there was even a video game that I think came out with the 2016 one too, is a little bit more Slenderman feel, but really, do, yeah, there is a video game that came out with it as well, where, Shoot, um, man, I, don't even remember that yeah is, uh, i don't know if it was console or just pc because i'm not very good at that i very rarely play video games but uh no there was a game that came out with it too so there's mm. a lot of lore and a lot of stuff kind of revolving around you know this this weird you know thirty thousand dollar indie film that just you know started this whole found footage thing and went from there so yeah like i feel like this is a definitely a creepypasta sort of thing yeah like if they took creepypasta and then brought it back to like the 90s and stuff definitely they're gonna take whatever story and make it into a movie and this definitely feels like creepypasta stuff yeah so uh before we get more into like i guess this movie and of course the, the sequels which i watched and you know prepared for this because we're <laughs> we're on this podcast like we're never gonna do book of shadows and we're never gonna do blair witch by itself so i'm just like i'm just gonna watch all three and I'm going to force Ryan to listen to me talk about it. So, <laughs> so uh, before we get into that, we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman for oh, years. Yeah. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. We're I don't. lost. Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. <laughs> Hungry and cold. And hunted. Just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. Tell me where you are, Josh! 
All right, so back. I think I already gave the spoiler warning, but of course, let's hear Ryan's reaction. Was this your first time, or you, you've seen this before, right? I have not seen it oh, before. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so tell me, what was your reaction? Man, Heather and Mike are dicks. <laughs> yeah, you know, they are, uh, they're, they're kind of a little you know they're really messed up because yeah. uh yeah josh was the only uh was the only one on the level yeah like he was super chill <laughs> like when uh when josh gets pissed you're just like okay i can understand it but they would try i i do like that aspect of it where these are just kind of people lost in a, in the woods and yeah. they're they're sort of strangers um there's not too much known as far as like how well they know each other but they're just mm-hmm. all interested in film um but kind of like us, but we're not really that much of strangers, but still. <laughs> no, so, we're, we're complete strangers. Yeah, we didn't know each other. We met on Craigslist. So, <laughs> so And not for this podcast. Yeah, not, yeah, that was another reason. Well, that's a whole different podcast story. So, uh, But, you know, in, in the original script or what was sort of a script, there was only really like a 35-page outline of what they were going to do with this movie. So there wasn't wow. an actual script to this. Um, and so originally Josh and Heather were going to be like exes, a former couple, but they just sort of scrapped that. And so where Josh sort of knows Mike, but they all meet together, you know, to, to go film this, to go film the Blair Witch project. So, yeah, yeah. but originally that's how it was going to be. And even when they were doing like the casting for this, um, they had put like out there with the directors, I always forget their names, but with the directors, what they had put out there was they were looking for, they're doing a casting call, you have to be willing to do camping, all this stuff. So they put everything that they were supposed to do. So they were trying to get people not to come. And then as soon as they came into the audition, whoever decided that they wanted to do this, they would immediately try to get them to improv. And so because mm. majority of all this was, you know, just improv, even Heather's scene, the famous scene where it's the close up of her face, <laughs> you know, of course yeah. you see that's not bubble and the thing that's been parodied to death about a thousand yeah. times, oh, a million yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, that was completely improv too as well. So, but and there were some moments where definitely you had this feeling of, oh, they're overacting, but that's only because I know that it's fake. Like, yeah, uh, if I didn't know it was fake, then I would, I would believe it. I would believe that that's truly how someone would act, how someone would scream, uh, their, the level of tears. I thought they did a fairly good job with what they were given, but man, Tyler, if we can make a movie with that little of a script and that little of a budget, man, we should just do it. What I the know. heck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we ended up in debt. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we thought it was twenty five thirty k. Nope, it was <laughs> nope. <laughs> not in twenty twenty. Well, oh. I wanted to say, do you think that if they did change their relationship, it would have been a better movie, or it would have changed the movie at all? They made them basically strangers. If they were friends, would it matter that they? care more about each other or what do you think um i think it's just more interesting because you don't get too much as far as like how well they know each other mm-hmm. and even with the actors like back into their like their training you know um they had like the directors put them through like literally three days of a crash course of how to film stuff so the actors learned in three days you know what they need to do for film sound all that stuff and then went to that but um i don't think it would I think it makes it a little bit more interesting that they don't know each other that well. And that's like another kind of, I don't know if it's a famous theory. I saw it on the film theorists on YouTube where there is no Blair Witch. You know, it's 
Josh and Mike are just, you know, luring Heather into the woods to kill her. And so, but I think it's more oh, interesting. I've never heard that theory. Yeah, there's yeah, there's that theory. And there's some make some of it does make sense, but I think some of it is kind of from like the overacting aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know, and just yeah. the fact that there was only a 35 page outline and not an actual script to the story, <laughs> you know, and I think that's why you could you could see holes that are there that might not be there, but yeah, I like yeah. I like the lore of kind of the Blair Witch in it, but I, I like that they sort of don't know each other that well and that they're just trying to survive, you know, in the woods by themselves, but they just cannot find their way out of there. So, yeah. Um, and I it was it was a bit of a paper thin plot for Heather to just want to film everything. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of get it. But at the same time, like you're lugging around all this extra equipment. You guys are on the brink of death. You just want to go home. I would have figured that they would have dropped the camera, let go of some of their like the heavy stuff that they needed, and just yeah. bring like the essentials at some point. But then again, maybe I'm not a mountain man. I'm not a survivor like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah, they could have dropped things, but and of course, like it leads into every other found footage thing. It's like turn off the camera, and they just never yeah. turn off the camera. It's like yeah, no, I'm true, keeping this true. on until they get into your face. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I'm turning off the camera. And then they don't. But <laughs> but uh, with with your first time watching it, were you bored? Were you actually scared? Or was it just kind of... It, it, I know it's aged quite a bit. And even just looking at the grainy picture of all of it, you're just like, man, this is definitely handheld 1999, you know, movie. You but- know what? I, I liked it a lot, actually. I, I watched it in two different spurts. But the first time, the only reason why I stopped watching it is because I needed to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to continue it, and that's actually high praise for me because there's a lot of movies that I'm sitting and watching and I'm not riveted or I'm not, like, really into it. This one I was into just because it really built up that atmosphere. I There was a point where I felt like, okay, this seems pretty real like you know it's just a bunch of kids filming them going into the woods and i believed it it did build up a creepy atmosphere in my mind and i i enjoyed that i thought it was good yeah so i mean i like first time watching it i enjoyed it i was definitely a little bit more glued to the screen but every time i do watch it or rewatch it I always feel like it loses a little bit of its flavor. I definitely can. I definitely would agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I think it is just like one and done, but it is interesting where, you know, just at the time this was, you know, I think it still kind of sort of is where it's on there along the lines of like the exorcist nightmare on Elm street, you know, those really popular scary movies that people thought they were really scared. And it's just funny. You just kind of flash forward 20 years, you know, you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. This is cool. I guess. And of course, because you've, you know, it's the Matrix thing. It's been done to death a little bit. And so you yeah. know where it comes from. So, but it is interesting how people were legitimately scared and they actually thought that this was real. But uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, the sequels because we okay. had this right. and then we had Book of Shadows, which was uh, released not even a year later. And so uh, Book of Shadows is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, and if you, if you haven't watched, I'm pretty sure you haven't, but you know, there's like haunting on Hill house and then there's haunting on a blind Manor, right? Yeah. Yeah, So with Mike Flanagan and both are very good. So, uh, Mike Flanagan, what he does in those is he does like, you know, secret ghosts, like in the background with, Mm. uh, the book of shadows, the Blair witch, you know, too, there are kind of secret hangmen, uh, you know, the wooden hangmen's hanging around in secret shots in the, in that actual movie. And there's actual like secret code words in the movie too as well. We have words changed and words that reappear. 
and it's apparently like this actual thing called the secret of Everest or the secret of reverse. And so where you mm. actually have like a bunch of really weird Easter eggs hidden in there. And so what the book of shadows does, and that's one thing where the producers had stepped in and they actually changed it from the Blair Witch 2 to book of shadows. And in that movie, there is no book of shadows. Like <laughs> it's just a title. There is no actual like book or ah. no MacGuffin in that movie. So and there's some weird re-edits, weird reshots. There's a bunch of weird stuff with it. But what that movie had did was it had confirmed that the Blair Witch, like the kids going in there, you know, Heather, Josh, and Mike, where that was just a project and that was just a movie and it was all fake. So in this whole weird Blair Witch universe, at least with Book of Shadows, they know that the Blair Witch Project was fake. And even when they were filming the sequel, they couldn't even really get back into the town because the town was really pissed off because all these fans kept on going into the town from who watched the previous movie, yeah, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. They were stealing signs. They just kept on showing up. And so they addressed that in Book of Shadows where it's kind of meets mass hysteria where people are, are believing that this thing is real. And it's that debate of if you believe it's real enough, then it is real. And so mm, that just is... Just like uh, Peter Pan yeah, and exactly. trying to fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have your happy thought. Yeah. But I, I did hear about how... <laughs> That's a perfect when this, example. But <laughs> <laughs> When this uh, movie came out that, again, teenagers, they wanted to make their own mock uh, Blair Witch movie and stuff like that. And it messed up hunting season. Like, you oh, know, it no. scared away all the wildlife in the woods and stuff like that. And hunters were pissed off. And you can <laughs> shoot them accidentally, too. That's probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't like we don't like teenagers on this podcast. And we like it when they die in movies, I guess. So <laughs> although these are college stay kids, the but they're, they're, they're just, close just enough. Stay out of the woods. Yeah, stay out of the woods. Yeah, for reals. Like, don't get lost in the woods. So yeah, freaking um, clowns are in there all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they uh and really with the book of shadows they don't uh, expand more on the lore because you hear like multiple stories with the blair witch where it's just like this town called blair then it turns into burkittsville and then you have uh whatever the blair witch's real name was i'll have to look it up Eli camper i think it was and mm -hmm. so then you have those weird things like with the children dying and you even had like the handprints in the house that you see yeah, at the yeah. end of this movie too um, and there was like Russ Parr who killed like seven kids. Of course, it's all part of the lore and the Blair Witch yeah. Project website. It's still up today and you can still look at stuff and you can still look at the mythology. Yeah. So you actually have it where you could look up like the mythology of the Blair Witch, you know, as far as the timeline and the original website's right there and you can see like the original That's pictures cool. they have. So, yeah, I'm sure it's changed a little bit, of course, since 1999, but there but is still, still it's like a, a time capsule. Yeah, it is a little. Yeah, and it, and it pretty much is. So you have that interesting thing with the Book of Shadows. And of course, it's forgotten. Most people generally do not like it. And it does get really weird. And that's why it's a guilty pleasure of mine. You get <laughs> like you get a weird like uh, sex cult dance scene, something kind of similar from uh, Event Horizon. Mm. And then you had uh, Blair or the Matrix. Witch. Or The Matrix, exactly. Just like The <laughs> Matrix. So, <laughs> And uh, then you had Blair Witch that came out in 2016. And that was something that was kept for a secret for a while where I guess they were filming in secret and they just kind of released it and it kind of got look, lukewarm responses. Most people generally didn't like it, but I thought it wasn't too bad. One thing I did enjoy that they did uh, within the, the lore, the mythology of the Blair Witch was they had changed it to where the forest moves and that's why they can't get out of the forest. And mm -hmm. so actually in this 2016 version, they are able to do it where the forest is constantly changing and moving and that's why you can't ever escape it. And so... 
and it does get a little weird and they do sort of like a time thing and it's sort of mentioned in like book of shadows and even in this one and sort of the video game too but they they've built on about it and i think there's even some talks like if they're going to continue the series or just kind of let it die but you know when there's money just let it die they should they should just let it die but you know when there's money involved it's there there's no way they're gonna yeah but you you can't you can't beat a dead horse man like really it's i I don't think Uh, the saw franchise Uh (laughs) (laughs) hey that is a perfect franchise all right tyler you shut your mouth all right star wars but But i I feel like the magic is kind of lost The, the big thing that made this so impactful is that there was questions around it, whether it was real or not. And just building this mythology behind the movie, I thought that was great. It was such a good idea. They had to ruin it with sequels. Like, really, uh, it just fits in the pocket of time for where it was at. And then if they just left it alone, I feel like it would have been uh, more of an iconic movie than it is now. It's still pretty big. Like, you talk about the Blair Witch, uh, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yes, definitely, there's a whole bunch of different, uh, what is that, uh, jokes that come from it, just like in The Matrix. But I feel like I can respect the Blair Witch a little more because of what it did i I don't know i still respect the matrix but eh, i bet nick is just face palming hard right now (laughs) i i definitely prefer you know maybe there's a haunted ghost in the forest then hey maybe we're all living in a simulation so uh, but that you know we are though yeah but we are yeah so uh, statistically we are so (laughs) but uh yeah you know and i think even kind of looking back at it too because it's been 21 years since it came out it's like okay was this actually as impactful as it was or did it just kind of get its 15 minutes of fame and now it's it's faded, you know, um, because when you do rewatch it, it it does lose a little bit of it. But I feel like every time I rewatch The Exorcist or every time I rewatch one of those older scary movies, maybe not so much Nightmare on Elm Street, but every time I rewatch The Exorcist or even The Conjuring, I definitely will still get scared because there are still moments I'll forget oh, about yeah. it. Or even with The Exorcist with, you know, the puppet and everything like it's still incredibly yeah. creepy and scary. So I agree. I agree. So it is kind of like. You know, and I think it can be debated, like, is this actually something that's worthy of it? Or is it just it made absolutely nothing, started a whole new genre? Because even when you look at the genre itself, you know, you have the paranormal activity movies, which most people I think are on the fence with, too. They either really like them or they really don't like them. And that was another franchise where it's, I think, five or six movies in that line. And so, you know is it where people are still going to be doing found footage and then you had things kind of spin off like as far as like Cloverfield, but you know, it may have just gotten its 15 minutes of fame and that's it. I mean, I think it's still good to watch if you haven't seen it, but um, Mm. like I probably wouldn't be seeking out to watch it every single spooktober. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Like uh, I, it definitely feels like it loses its steam as you watch it multiple times. I had the benefit of watching it with, not with virgin eyes because I already knew what was going on, but I, I had emotion in me when I was watching this movie. I was riveted. I like I, I like documentaries. Uh, <laughs> um, and it this is not this is not a documentary. It's it's not definitely not a document, but it had bits and pieces that made it feel like one and made it feel a little bit real. And uh, I don't know, it just worked really well, like lightning a bottle. Yeah, and I think even too, it's got that weird home movie feel because of how grainy. Yeah, yeah because of how grainy it is as well. So, 
but there like there's quite a few things to like but i think it's just like the um the creativity the innovation of all of it like even just like with the whole teeth thing you know when heather finds uh what what's his name uh jacob or not jacob uh josh josh there we go when heather finds josh's teeth and then you see and of course like get some of his hair and his shirt in there too also um even just like with the directors all the director did was ask his dentist if he could have some teeth and the dentist just gave it to him and so that's <laughs> so that's Wait. some random person's teeth you know real life teeth in in there and so really you yeah can, you just you could just do that yeah Shoot. i get i mean i don't know if you can do it now but maybe the guy Man. told him like yeah hey it's for a movie and they're like yeah sure here's some teeth you know take as many as you want and so tyler but, if i knew that it would have been so much easier for me to get all the teeth that i have yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> you just keep on finding out find which one fits the best and then have it you know inserted <laughs> that's yeah, gross exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and so and even like the things that they were supposed to show and like what you said with the whole lightning in a bottle thing, like originally they were going to show the Blair Witch in this movie. But because, of course, the actors only had three days of film training, I think it's Mike who's recording it. He looks at it, but he doesn't get it in the camera. And so I think it probably is better that you don't see the Blair Witch on yeah. there. Um, I'm glad that they didn't put it yeah, in there. Because I think, too, like that first time you're watching it and you don't know what to expect, you do fill in those gaps by yourself. Yeah. yeah, and what you're able to create with your imagination is much better than what anyone can show you. But I did not like who was that that person mary or the the, the crazy woman that they talk oh yeah I, I forgot her name but i know here she goes on this long speech she was like yeah pretty much a pathological liar you know and <laughs> yeah but the, when the description that she gave was just a hairy woman <laughs> that's yeah. what she did i did hairy. like some of the other stories from the the other villagers or whatever townspeople yeah. however you want to call commoners them. peasants yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know if they're if those were scripted or, or if those were actually improv as well. If they were improv, I think they did a yeah, really good um, job. Actually, some of them, uh, some of them were actors, and then some of them were like real life townspeople, you know, mm. that they had kind of given, I guess, accounts on and stuff. But yeah, there's a whole lore you can look on it too. Um, people generally like as far as like what the lore goes because it's pretty much and it's it's changed kind of sort of a couple different times because we have three movies in this and the video game as well. But definitely with the 2016 version. They're meant. They're kind of messing a little bit more with time or sort of that pockets of time. Dumb. They don't. Uh, they don't say it, but it's weird. Like kind of the things that go on. But I think that one's not as bad as what people say. They do show you an actual version of the Blair Witch monster. Um, for a while, people thought that was the Blair Witch in the 2016 version, and I thought it looked pretty good. I did. I thought it looked pretty decent. But then the director comes out and says, "No, that's not the Blair Witch. That's just." one of her monster minion things and it's like come on now like yeah that's so, just a yeah. hairy woman <laughs> yeah yeah so uh the, so it is if you haven't looked it up look up what she what she looks like in the 2016 version because i think it looks a little bit scarier than what they were describing in the first one mm. um but i still think that one's a little bit better to watch and i think you can watch all three of these on hulu or hulu premium is how you they get are you are a liar tyler <laughs> all right last week you said that we could watch it on hulu and i was like okay whatever i'll just watch it on hulu when i get a chance i go and try to find it and i have to pay for hulu plus tv oh, so yeah. it's not just a regular like five dollars or whatever or i can't or sign up for a trial to to showtime because i'm never gonna pay for showtime <laughs> freaking 
I have to pay $54 to get Hulu Plus TV in order for me to watch the Blair Witch Projects? And I did. I paid for it just so I can watch. <laughs> and but that's now, besides the point. Now yeah, I love Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> Hulu, hey, I'll stop complaining about you if you give us money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know all this free advertising for them too. And, you know, the Blair Witch people, you know. <laughs> so, but... I do like, and as far as like this movie and kind of go into a rating and a close, you know, um, it's not as rewatchable, you know, I think each time it does decline a little. And that's why I'm always kind of thinking like, okay, is this going to be, you know, still rated as like one of the top scarier movies? And I think it's still going to hold a place in there, but more as, you know, how I feel with the matrix where I'm just kind of like, you know, it's not the best, but it did do a lot for the genre. And I'm glad Mm. that, you know, we have it because I think, it even shows like, you know, people who are interested in filmmaking or indie filmmaking that you can, you know, you can break into major Hollywood on an indie film, you know, like <laughs> you, you just you, need a really good gimmick. Yeah, you just really need a really good gimmick or a really good idea or an interesting way to show what it is you want to show. But, you know, and even just kind of along the line still with Kevin Smith, because I think he had the most profitable indie movie before the Blair Witch Project came out where, yeah, you can still break into it like. Because this shows, like, at least with the horror franchise, with the horror genre, that this crushed all those major main studio horror movies. And all this was made on is a thirty to $60,000 budget. And it made way more than anything else. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. And I'm being a little bit easier wow. on it. Yeah, because I'm definitely being a little bit easier on it because of what it's done for the genre. Um you know, there's not too much rewatchability in there, but definitely check out Book of Shadows and definitely check out the 2016 Blair Witch one because although it's not, and it's weird to say, although it's not as iconic as the original, they're actually a li- like more entertaining than the original. And so, <laughs> like, and I know it's weird, like whether it's entertaining because it's really bad or even with the second one, you get to see like a sexy dance party, you know, which is always nice. And so, <laughs> so Tyler in your sexy dance parties. Yeah, I, know. I know you. <laughs> You're addicted. Oh, I think his family guy was doing it. So, I still think, you know, it's, those are definitely guilty pleasures of mine, but they're well worth the watch. But I'm going to stay at a seven and a half. If mm. I watch it again next year, it might go down a little lower, but definitely check out the sequels if you like this. So I'm pretty certain that if Nick was here, he'd slap you right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're doing um, it virtually because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do think that it definitely holds a very special place in time again the time that it came out the innovativeness of it the plot behind it i think i think it was all great and it really made this showstopper sort of movie and all the teenagers high schoolers college kids they flocked it they were like oh this is something new and different and i want to get a piece of this very hot topicy, as i mentioned yeah, definitely but, the goth kids from South Park. The, yeah. <laughs> like a I, conformist. I, <laughs> I do think, though, that the rewatchability factor is just not there. Like, I don't think that I would enjoy it as much as I did watching it a second time. And then I just think it's just going to degrade each and every time that I watch it. I don't plan on watching it another time, but I, I just foresee that happening. So... In all honesty, it did define a genre, and I do think that what it did for filmmaking and the idea of 
an indie film just hitting hard into the box office is really cool. I thought that was awesome. Uh, what I'm going to give it, I, I'm going to give it The Matrix. I don't remember what I scored The Matrix, but I'm going to give it the same score. Because, the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to know what I think about uh, The Blair Witch, I think you should just go and listen to The Matrix episode and it'll be the same score. Maybe a little bit higher than The Matrix, but around the same score. I think I'm giving this more praise than I did with The Matrix, but it did define a genre and I'm going to give it its due. I'm, I'm going to respect it in that sense. And it did make me feel emotions. I did feel scared while I was watching the movie because of the atmosphere and because it felt like it was sucking me in. But at the same time, I, I can't enjoy this the same way that I did the first time. I'm just going to be laughing at the overacting yeah. or... Um, the sheer fact that what is that Mike is just peeing in the corner and then Heather just faints or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and say it, you know, like I said earlier, like if you get the if you get the vibe or the the hunch that you want to watch this again, like just go check out the other ones, go check out the sequels because at least Book of Shadows, like I said, like it's it's not very good, but you'll it's weird how you'll have a little bit more of a fun time, you know? <laughs> and so, but uh, we're going to move on to our next segment, uh, recommendations. Is there anything that you caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend or that you don't want to recommend? So I, uh, I've been watching a little more of Netflix or I've been watching a little more of television in general. As you guys already know, I'm watching the great British breaking show or whatever. Um, love that. Super relaxing. Uh, it, it just puts me at ease and I enjoy that. But I've been watching The Witcher uh, on Netflix. Uh, I'm almost done with the series. I think it's all right. A lot of people were going crazy about it. And then there's some people that didn't like it. Definitely, if you're a fan of the games or if you played the games, you would enjoy it a lot more. But I do think that it takes some logical and, and plot leaps that are a little less forgiving if you're not into that kind of lore. Uh, the second thing that I want to uh, mention, I, I enjoy more and more that I watch it is it's called Shit's Creek. Have you, have oh, you heard of yeah, that? Oh, yeah, I have heard of that. It's on my, yeah. on my wish list or whatever it is for Netflix. So yeah, Eugene Levy and uh, his, I think his brother uh, uh -huh. uh, created the show. And at first I didn't like it, but as I watched more of it, it's, it's pretty funny. I, I, I've been enjoying it more and more. I'm in the second season of it and it, they're short watches. It's literally like, like 20, 25 minutes, like a, without commercials or whatever. Uh, it's on Netflix. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. I know I haven't seen any, like, I'm not mentioning any scary things, but we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, don't worry. I've been watching scary things. So uh, I haven't finished Hu Hubie Halloween yet. So I, I watched uh, Bang Me <laughs> oh, 20 Minutes. Oh, the scariest of them all. Yeah, the scariest of them all. So uh, I've been watching that, and it's, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'll know when I finish it, but it's, it's, it's very Adam Sandler. It's very older Adam Sandler. I don't know yeah, how to explain I, it, but I got a, a water boy feel from it. Yeah, there's yeah, there is that water boy feel to it, but it's a little weirder that he's older now, or maybe it's just it hasn't aged as well. I don't know, but uh, I've been mm. watching Blind Manor, of course, and so I think I'm on. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I only got about two episodes left, two or three. I'm on episode seven, I think, and so it's been very good. Like those are. Like when you kind of talk about, you know, with, of course, with Nick, where he wants those adult dramas. These are very much adult dramas, you mm -hmm. know, with Bly Manor and Hill House. They're very much adult dramas, although you do have that horror element in there. And I think that's something that a lot of these major horror movies are 
their adult dramas or the political dramas or whatever, and you just have that touch of horror in there to make it, you know, more entertaining while still a saying what spicy. you want to say. Yeah, exactly. A little more spice to it. Yeah, <laughs> a little more salt, a little more pepper, you know, <laughs> and so or uh, cinnamon or paprika, whatever your favorite <laughs> spice are, um, clove, ginger. Sorry, I was watching a baking show too. Anyways, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's well worth it. And this is, it, it's been good. And if you're not watching or if you don't know what to watch and it is still spooky, like it is still scary. I think it's well worth a watch and you don't have to watch one over the over the other. You, they're not connected. So you can watch them, you know, at separate or at your own pace. But that's what mm-hmm. I got for a recommendation. What are we doing next week, Ryan? So we did Blair Witch and I think it's good to take it back to the original, back to when scary movies were a thing that would terrify me. We're going to go to Ring You. Uh, We haven't done J-Horror and we talked about it in the uh, Cabin Under the Woods episode and I would like to dive into that. I don't know. Have you seen it, Tyler? No, I haven't. I actually have not seen uh, the American version or the the J horror the original so Ring and okay. Ringu so this is awesome. my first time I, Virgin I'm eyes certain, as you say <laughs> I'm pretty certain that it's not going to age very well because it's dealing with video cassettes and all that um, but uh, it was something that my friends and I really loved that we talked about a lot and it scared the crap out of us so uh, yeah we're going to uh, bring it and it's going to be our first J-horror so that's that's pretty awesome like they have done some really good scary movies uh, like as I was growing up and uh, I just want to share that with you and Nick and as well as all the listeners out there I know you guys love it <laughs> yeah don't lie to us so alright Ryan where can we find you at Hey, if you like listening to my voice, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. And we're Talking Flick. You can always follow us over on Twitter at Flick underscore Talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating or review at whatever. If you're gonna rate us. <laughs> Every time. And we're coming up with our 100th episode, so it's like 100 times. <laughs> but it's uh, gonna be 100 more times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, uh, Apple and Spotify, so please leave us a review and a rating there. If you guys can, we do appreciate it. Uh, we also have Patreon. We can donate any amount of money. You can get access to other content, too, as well. And we'll have the link in the description for everybody's stuff. Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick. And we will talk at you next week. Oh, my God, what is that? October. Oh, my God, what is that? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so scared. (laughs) I really wish I had a tissue right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cheeseburger. Or a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) I kicked that map into the creek a day ago. What an asshole. I can't believe he let Heather get torn up for that. And then. (laughs) Yeah, that was. What a dick move. (laughs) That was a dick move. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. That's the show. (laughs) Yeah.